Welcome back to the Midlands Rugby Podcast. Phil, how are you doing? Oh, I'm very well. Long time no see with it you. It has been. We've gone to a fortnightly and it feels a bit weird. I think it's even harder to plan when you're not on it every week. So well, it just suddenly appears, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, so the fortnightly might, might not last much longer after Christmas. We might have to go back for weeklies just to uh, <laughs> just to make sure we're there. Oh, you've got squash tonight. Yeah, I've gone for the squash. I've just um, just finished the session, actually, Tom. Uh, so oh, well a little bit uh, dry in the mouth. I've, uh, I'm a little bit dry in the mouth. I've just finished a mixed milk chow mein. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the salt within that chow mein has caused me to have a dry mouth. Um, so how have you been rugby-wise? You, you, we're obviously coming up to the Christmas break, getting ready to put the feet up for... A few days, um, looking forward to a long trip just before Christmas, I imagine. Yeah, that's just what you want. So we're, we're at the turning point. We've played 11 out of our 22 games. Halfway gone, if my maths is correct. Yeah, that would be half. Um, I'm not the numbers guy here. We Neither am I. Um, we are doing all right. I mean, it's difficult. We're in a very tough league. Um but we're hanging in there and, and the lads are, are doing well, so we can't really complain. I'm enjoying it still. I think most of the lads are enjoying it still. We've had some good games. I think Saturday's game was actually quite a good game, uh, but it's another one that maybe we could have got something out of uh, when we came away with nothing in the end. So we'll keep going. Another 11 games to go, three games till Christmas. And as you mentioned, a um, a nice short trip up to Annick on the 17th of December. Exactly, and because we're the Midlands Rugby Pod, we won't be covering it. So no. have a good time. I'll <laughs> barely be covering it either, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know seventeenth. I am. Uh, I know I've not played first team, and I'd love to play first team, but I will be back from injury on the tenth. Please do not get me anywhere near that squad on the seventeenth. I will. <laughs> I will be unavailable. Um, <laughs> but obviously, as, as clubs. Uh, Winding down for Christmas last two weekends before. Um, there's been a sad loss in rugby over the last week. Um, and it's that kind of melancholy part of the year where it's dark at half nine in the morning and still darker when you finish work at half four. But um, I'm sure everyone that listens uh, is very much aware that the rugby hero and favourite of many people, Donnie Weir, passed away um, just a few days ago and... I know we have spoken to people who knew him personally. Um, so for those, we we are obviously thinking about you. Just for someone who only knew him probably in his later stage of his career, um, he had a personality on the pitch <laughs> and off the pitch. I don't really have much memory of uh, any of his game time because I'm probably slightly, slightly too young to remember that far back. But he was, uh, he was a favourite around most, wasn't he? Yeah, I think you know he's a another Scottish captain who who has just embraced the sport to the the highest and nth degree. So uh, it's a great loss, and and you know to lose him at still quite a young age to a, a horrific disease um, is not a nice thing. Uh, I think what he's done in the past, that's the best part of ten years. Um, in the money he's raised and the awareness he's raised um, is is fantastic and hopefully that's sort of carried on going forward. 
Um, but yeah, sad, sad loss. Um, uh, but I'm sure he'll be remembered for the right reasons. Yeah, definitely, definitely a, a sad day for rugby, but inspired many to continue raising money for that and also to stay in the sport as well. So, um, yeah, good guy, good guy. Um, so we've just come off the back of an autumn international series. Um, there's obviously lots of rugby been played, but the question on everyone's lips and finally the RFU's lips, is Eddie James the right man for the job? Is he? Do you want me to answer that or not? <laughs> you start and I'll uh, I'll back you up, I think. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I used to stick by him quite a lot. I used to quite like him. Um, I always used to think you can't get a team to a World Cup final. And yeah, we lost, but we beat New Zealand in the semi and you can't turn into a, a, a bad manager overnight or a bad coach overnight. But I think the ideas have run out. The kicking game... If we're going for it, we need players that can kick properly. Um, we need a line chase, which I know is Pavia's players. We may not be able to talk too much about a decent line kick chase on the on it. But yeah, it seems to me that uh, Eddie Jones, we can say thank you very much for all you've done. Thank you for giving us some delight. But it's probably time to step to the side to let someone else in. Yeah, I think the the worrying part of it is... is, is He's kind of ebbed and flowed, and mm. he seems to essentially just go against what the media say. Yeah, and the media, you know, I'm not praising the media here. I don't think the media are particularly good um, <laughs> with any sport, never mind rugby. But the media just call it as it is in the most part. You know, they they see a performance as lackluster and boring and crap to watch and we'll just get on his back but he will almost stubbornly do exactly the same again yeah yeah um and and it's not working you know the new zealand game yeah we've come back and drawn it he's then got them or supposedly got them to kick the ball off when it's a draw we've just got three tries in eight minutes and you know the boys are absolutely flying i mean what what are you doing like it's it's not what it's not what you pay two hundred and fifty quid to go sit in Twickenham and, and see happen. I'd I'd be royally pissed off, I think, if I paid the cash to go and see a Twickers a game against New Zealand at Twickenham and see Smith turn with no pressure. And it's not even like he was if we if we'd been defending and that New Zealand had not let us pass our our own twenty two, yeah, get rid of it. Just get rid of it. If there were the pressures on. But he had a good five, six yards of space to run into. And someone who is like Marcus Smith, who expects to kind of think attack more than anything else. And <clears throat> it's interesting. I've seen some other podcasts uh, do a bit of comparison between Eddie and Gav Southgate in the last week or two, because obviously <laughs> we score six against Iran. We're the most attacking team in the World Cup. Henderson plays a stalwart who's regarded to be quite boring in the middle. We then don't score, we're then boring and negative and then we go and score a hell of a lot of points and a hell of a lot of goals and then uh, we're obviously an attacker team again. I think Eddie has been unfairly treated at points for certain selections, but looking at certain selections now, it's very much a case of what you're looking at. For example, I, didn't, I never particularly wanted him to be picked in the 
in the international team because I did think it was a bit of a step for him. But Sam Simmons, putting him on a flank is just never going to work. He's not a flanker by any means. Johnny Hill in the row. If you've got a target man, you've got a target man, but you've got a far better, far better uh, line-up noises than him. And so, yeah, I think I think it's time to go. Um, I think it might have shifted some of the pressure off Farrell, which has been somewhat nice. I think he's been slightly more attacking than probably previously. Um but yeah, I'm. I think it's just gonna be interesting to see who comes in. We've got a lot of young, a lot of spunkers are coming through now, um, and they look fucking sick. Some of them. So, I think it's tough a change. I mean, I'm just looking here. So, the sources that he'll receive uh, an 800 grand payout if he's sacked as the RFU boss. So, if I was Eddie Jones, I'd be uh, doing my best to get sacked. Maybe that's um, it. Maybe he's like, do you know what? I'm bored. Yeah, mate, get me out of here. I'm that's sick. That's what brother. it is. I'm sick of the media. Sick of the media. So take eight hundred grand and go back to Australia. Exactly, exactly. He could have been in the jungle with Tyndall and Hancock. He can be in the jungle whenever he wants. If he's, well, he could be. Knowing yeah. his luck, it'd be back in Wales <laughs> in the castle. But talking about the Welsh, uh, slightly tedious podcasty link. But you were saying before this, Gats is a. Uh, Gats is one of the faves. Gats has been lined up for the England job. There's been talk of Ronan O'Gara. Would be um, fun. So it's just really good that, you know, we can really rely on that English coaching setup that we've put in place. <laughs> in the, in the, in the, in the, so, um, hey, yeah. There is always John T. Green. Yeah. <laughs> Probably no. Irish. Um, <laughs> no, just a knob. But, but speaking of Wales, you know, that's another international team that's struggling. It's massively. is in a way an upset for Wales but also quite another sort of argument towards why are Georgia not included in the Six Nations tournament Italy beating Australia was it a great Australia team no not really but Italy have still beaten Australia Wales have lost to Georgia you've got Romania and Spain and Portugal qualifying for the World Cup Mm. um We've Portugal, got not just, just on Portugal, not just qualifying, beating USA, who have become a lot more of an established rugby nation recently yeah. as well, with players like AJ McGinty and people like that. They're, they're not uh, USA that we remember. So, Port, uh, I think you're right. There's a big shout that the second, the tier two nations in in Europe could be starting to nip at the heels a little bit. I think. Yeah. I think. I think it's just the right time. Is it a case of? Some people are talking about disbanding the Six Nations and kind of making like a 10-team competition, which would be split into two pools of five. Right. And then top players, so you'd play your four games over five weeks. Mm-hmm. And then the sixth week, top would play top, second would play second, and so on oh, and so right. forth. Okay. That was kind of a one idea I've read. Um but something needs to happen, even if it's just one promotion spot. Someone said to me the other day, it would, it would like bankrupt. If Scotland got relegated one year, it would like bankrupt them. But, you know, Georgia, Italy, Spain, Portugal, Romania, they all are successful teams in their own right. And I think if, you know, you've got Scotland dropping down, obviously dropping down, and the the tourists go out and watch the their team in a f- new country, you know, the opportunity to go to like Georgia Mate. or... I'd, I'd pod from Georgia. 
yeah, it'd be amazing for, for the England fans, for the Irish fans to go somewhere new. And you know, I've, I've done the Rome thing, and it is amazing to watch rugby in Italy, and it's a real different atmosphere. Um, but to be able to do it in in you know some other countries would be would be great for everyone, I think, and and. Oh, so. You know, maybe IRB or, or European rugby needs to look at how we fund it. Yeah. But, you know, it shouldn't affect most of the top-tier nations. No, and I and I, I honestly, I don't think it would be an issue to... It would be a struggle to find funding, even through sponsorship. I mean, Amazon are, are starting to find rugby. And we got to remember, we are, we are walking into probably one of the most open World Cups we've had in a long time. And that's just on the doorstep. That's in Europe. So I think there might be a lot of a lot of attention on rugby within Europe. And if we can then expand it outside of the six tier one nations we've already got in six nations, even if it's an international international league thing like they do in football, where England have just got relegated. But Euro nations. Yeah, the nations league. That then at least adds some form of competitiveness because it it as much as Georgia are performing, Portugal have, been, uh, have qualified and teams like that. It must be pretty boring knowing there's, it must be pretty frustrating so knowing there's six or five big nations just across the wall, just within walking distance effectively, and you're not playing them apart from in training games. So, yeah, it, yeah it, if you want to be international rugby player, you want to play against the biggest and the best. So I think there's definitely legroom there for a, a little bit of a development. Which would be fun. I do. I think it'd be really, really, really good for the, the sport in general mm. um, and spread the wealth. You know, it's it's a bit of a piss take that the same six teams get all the money from the Six Nations yeah. every year. You know, um, a big PE firm have come in and bought the rights for the Six Nations and they need to be shaking it up and making it a, a profitable thing. So they might look yeah. to change the competition. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's my two penneth on that. I'm sure nothing will change, and it'll still be shit for the next five years. But... <laughs> it'll still be wang. Yeah. It'll still be wang. But it's it's it is an interesting one. It's we kind of I know we I always think we're about twenty thirty years behind football, but there is a little bit more of there seems to be a little bit more engagement between the the sport and the public who are watching. So maybe maybe we'll get somewhere soon. Um, so before we move on, big question: Who would you prefer to be the next England manager, coach, whatever they want to call it? Um, it's a tough one. So I like having national managers represent their country. Yeah. Um, call me old-fashioned, but. Uh, I think that's what we should be aiming for. Now, you've got Borthwick at Leicester. Mm-hmm. You've got Baxter at Exeter. Um, and they're really the big noises, aren't they? They're probably the two English yeah. people who, who would be drawn up. But then, like I say, you've got Bruno Gara being talked about. You've got... Um, Gats. Gats being talked about. So... I would have thought it would be one of those four. Um, I'd really, really like to see Baxter be given the chance. I would. I think he probably fits. I think he probably a little bit... Uh, he's, sorry, not a little bit. He's, he's better suited for England now than Borthwick probably. Not because I think 
he's only better than Borthwick, but Borthwick has still relatively new, and I don't think you're gonna. Uh, it's gonna cost a lot of money to get him away from Tigers. Yes. How much he wants to be involved there and whatever. Um, on the on an outside, I know he's not been there very long, but I think Michael Checker is turned on Tina around quite a fair bit, and I think maybe he could be an outside bookie bookie bet. If need be. I'm not sure he would leave Argentina at this point. I think he's got a bit more to do with mm. Argentina leading up to a World Cup. Um, mm. Of course. I think he's quite a busy man because wasn't he running the Lebanon Rugby League's type team as yeah, well? Yeah, he's doing something. He's, yeah, is he short for cash? Do we need to do... Mike, do you want some cash, mate? Because <laughs> we'll start it. We'll start your GoFundMe page. Um, but there are some big... Names and I think actually all the names mentioned, probably apart from Gats, people know what Gats wants and Gats likes, but I think he is probably someone who can work to the playing force he has and kind of tweak there. But the Agaras, the Baxters, and the Borthwick, Borthwicks are all very exciting managers. Agara would be great because oh, he would just play absolute jouet. Oh yeah, but he's also Irish. Yeah. So yeah. I prefer to have an Englishman. I'm not a massive fan of Ronan Agaro as a as a human being. So no, I always think he was just a bit yeah, just outlived his stay. Yeah. So if before we move on, final question: If you had to pick a coach from either Wales, Scotland, or Ireland for the England job, you couldn't pick an Englishman. Who would be your your go to? So I know you would like it to be an Englishman. So if I had to pick an England coach and it couldn't be English, I would probably go Gatland. You wouldn't give Gregor Townsend a little shot? No. Wouldn't at all? Is he just too Scottish? No, I just don't think he's done a great... He's got a great Scotland squad there. He's not done a great job with him. I mean, they've been in England, but fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, fucking we could beat England at the minute. But yeah, no, fair. He's it to be fair, his man management doesn't seem great. If you can turn frame with Finn Russell and that Yeah, Finn, that's another thing as well. Like you think Finn Russell's a handful. Fucking hell, there's some right prima donnas in that England team. <laughs> there are some right wankers. Um Midlands rugby. We are oh, yeah. we are yeah, Midlands Rugby Podcast. We are not <laughs> We're not mainstream. We should talk about what the listeners want us to hear about, not just us two discussing shop. Right. We are at Regional 2. We are. Only three leagues. Yeah. A a league level that we know well. We were there. We were there for a long, long time. A long, long time. I think it was 14, 14, 15 years I think we were in that level. Yeah. Uh, Until a couple of years ago. Um. So, yeah, so if we start in the West. The bit we don't know much about. Bit we don't know that much. High West Midlanders will graze over you again. Um, again, if there's any West Midlands members of these clubs that want to come on and talk a bit more about this division, we would greatly appreciate that. Yes, please. Um, I mean, Old Halesonians were a big club a couple of years ago. It's where Joe Collingham from Pavia's played for a while. What a wanker. Uh, <laughs> But uh, <laughs> they've dropped from. They were in. Uh, I think they were in that two at one point. 
Were they? I might be wrong. They might have only been in level five, but I, I think pretty sure they were in level four at one point. Um, Walsall are a, a growing club. They've done well over the last few years. Wolverhampton's a strong club. Um, so yeah, it'll be a competitive league, that one. Um, Droitwich look like they're struggling a little bit. Bless them. But, uh, Evesham, obviously, a club that everyone knows as well, due to sad reasons. But yes, but still, but there are some very well known and not well known. But if you if you know community rugby, there's a lot of names there you'll you'll recognise, like you yeah. said from from previous years. Um, I'd like Stratford upon Avon. I don't know why it's one of my favourite places in England. I'm not even a fan of Shakespeare. Yeah, you go there quite a lot, don't you? Yeah, I love it. I don't know why. Sorry about it. It's fucking mint. Not a great night out, to be fair. We go and talk to Chatford. We just read poems and shit. <laughs> that I mean, that league looks real close. You've got four teams within a point of each other. It shows the importance of bonus points that does with, with Ludlow in fourth on 41. And Warsaw on 41 and Malvern on 41. So fourth, third, and second are all on the same points. Have you seen Warsaw's point difference? 230, 248. Yeah, they are not conceding, are they? They are not conceding. That's ridiculous. I mean, Ludlow at 196. We spoke about Ludlow a few times on here. But that's it. They're some they're two big. Big defences, defensive efforts. Yeah. yeah, and then you look at old Hezonians who obviously scratching their way through games, but getting the job done. So, but they've got six out of six out of uh, eleven try bonus points as well. Yeah, so, like you said, makes all the difference. Score your tries, boys and girls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Should we move on to uh, the East Midlands, and then we'll do North Midlands last because that's the one we know about. That's the. <laughs> We only dwell on the ones we know. Yes. So East Midlands, there's a few teams in here that were in our league um, when we uh, when we were in level six. So you've got the two Northampton clubs at the top. Saints? Oh, no. <laughs> Owens and, and Old Scouts up at the top. That's good for, more, like, good for Old Scouts because they were struggling a few years ago. So they've obviously had a new influx of players. Lutterworth, who were real strong when we played against them, uh, the year we got promoted. I think we lost to them twice actually that year. Um, They've done well. They're they're a good strong team, and and you know another Leicestershire side that that do well in that area. Market Harbour are bouncing back. They only got promoted a couple of years ago, if not last year, and uh, coming back. Only I don't really know anything about Peterborough doing well. You know, old well, probably like town club. <laughs> Toaster have come back into the league. New Bolton Avon have come back into that league. And uh, not as strong as used to be. Leighton Buzzard, one of, the great, Buzzard. one of the great bus trips <laughs> back in that league as well. So uh, I think it's safe to say that Peter Reliance is probably going to get relegated this year. Yeah, they're, um, they're, they're not doing so well. They've uh, gone, gone from talking about teams with good defensive efforts. I'm not sure they've bothered, if I'm honest. Well, I think they had a home walkover against Kettering last weekend. Oh. Uh, um, yeah. I think it's getting to that point now for Peter Lions. They've been uh, struggling for quite a while. Um, we'll see what happens with that saga. Yeah. For those who don't know the story, um, they are owned by quite a wealthy man 
who basically tried to get him into the Premiership. Um, they got as high as Nat 2. Hi. And uh, it all went a bit peak-tong, I think, from there. Now it's low. And now it's uh, going into a bit of free-fall by the looks of it. It is, it is. Um, I think I played Toastesterians when they've come up to Nottingham on tour. Toastesterians? How do you say it? Toastesterians. Toastesterians. <laughs> <laughs> and if it was them, I met them in the Weatherspoons the night before. My mate went, oh, you play rugby, they play rugby. I went, oh, who did you play for? And they told me, Toastesterians. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I went, and I was like, oh, I'm playing you tomorrow. They're like, do you want a beer? I'm like, yeah. So they bought me about 10. I don't really remember turning up the next day. Half of them don't remember talking to me the night before. And then I've never played a game of rugby where someone who is built like a worm is wearing just Speedos and you still get dicked by him by about 40 points. And they were all drunk on tour. You never lose to a touring team. That's <laughs> rule one of rugby. And we were absolutely, absolutely seen to by them. We, oh. It was our third team, right? So got... it, sounds like, it sounds like good fun, though. It was, it was good fun. It was good fun. There was a point that one of their lads kept scoring um, and all the substitutes decided, well, that's it. I'm just going to go and get him. So he was kicked the shit out of by his own, own men. So... That was good fun. If it wasn't that tea, if it wasn't, uh, I'd say it. Toastest, I know you got me doing that. Toastestarians. Toastestarians. If it wasn't, I don't know who it was. It must have just been toaster if it wasn't. Is there a toaster? Anyway. That's, that's where it's from, toaster. Yeah, yeah, but is there, there's toastestarians. Is there just a toaster as well? No, 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 no. All right, so it was then. Yeah, absolutely yeah. ticked us while they were pissed. Great. Makes my rugby career look absolutely amazing. Should we go to, <laughs> should we go to <laughs> regional two north mids? We know a bit about that. Oh, Who else has dicked us in this league? <laughs> I'm never going to dick my Melbourne. There's a few teams in here that we definitely know about. Um, yes. How do you... Uh, I've generally Le- not Le- had that much to drink today. It how says Leek. Who's into... Oh, shit, shit. Shitty Hillians? Shit, Hillians? Sil Hillians, I think it is. Who? Sil Hillians. Silly, Sil Hillians. Leek is doing well. <laughs> I mean, even that though, look, if you look, three teams at the bottom on 19, there's not a great like separation in this league at all, to be fair. No. Um, you know, we, we played Long Eaton in pre season. I thought they looked good. Yeah, uh, they led the league for the first few weeks. Oh, <clears throat> obviously, just Matty Everard. Matty Everard's team. Matty Everard's team. Uh, Sutton Coalfield, um, a team I know relatively well. Um, kind of been in this level for a long time. Yeah. Um, similar to Pavs previously. Obi Wiggs, sort of a, a bit of a yo-yo team. It's where Leicester Tigers train, so it's a lovely place to play at because the pitches are in unbelievable condition. Um, Matlock, we know far too much about. It's a bad time of the year to go to Matlock, isn't oh, it? You don't want to get away. You don't want to be listed to go away to Matlock this time of year. My gosh. It is colder. It's like mod wrestling. That's all it is. I think it's a fetish of some people, but... Sheep wrestling. Sheep wrestling. Yeah, some of them. Yes, yeah, it's a bit sheepy around there. And Newark, 
Newark, who obviously uh, Mr. Corcoran is uh, in charge of. Another previous guest. This is this is what the Midlands Rugby Pod is about, mate. This is it. We're bringing it all together here. Sadly, it just tends to be people from this league. Um, <laughs> it's because I'm just within 30 miles of thirty miles of us because we don't know anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Leicester Forest. Uh, yeah, I don't know much about Leicester Forest. I know they're kind of bouncing back a bit. It's where um, uh, Pavia's girls used to link with Leicester Forest East. That's where the link between uh, Hannah Walker Smart or Hannah Walker. Yeah, she was a paver all along. Stupid. She was a paver all along, but that was and and Franny Eggs or Franny Tees. And Scarrot. And Scars and the other one. The other one. The other really famous rock player, um, which we look like knobheads for not understanding and remembering anymore. Come on, Phil, they were your mates. Oh, they weren't. They didn't like me. Um understandable. Yeah. Definitely understandable. Belgrave are in there, non-eating old Edwardians. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be a good fun league, actually. Not too much yeah, traveling. It's a bit of an interesting league, that very I mean, I've not played probably I've probably played 50%, maybe a little bit less than that in that league, but there is a range of rugby style in that league. You've got the the matlock of it's pissing wet, it's not going anywhere past five. <laughs> that's just the game. But then you've got teams like Newark who can play expansive rugby. Um, so obviously that's that's a definitely on the day. And it is still, like you said, it's still tight. There is only, what, four points between first and fourth. Is this, is this the league where there's... Uh, how many go up from this league? I don't know anymore. So it's a bit weird with three, because before when it was one and one, it was easy to work it out, wasn't it? But... So I'm I'm not sure how it works anymore because there's obviously three leagues feeding into one league. Yeah. But only two go down out of our league, apparently. So I'm not sure how that works. Well, it could be interesting. We could be down without knowing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's a, a playoff and then a playoff. Who knows? Uh, Who knows? If you know, let us know. And we'll get you on the podcast because you probably know more about this league than we do. Um so yeah, some good good stuff going there. Like you said, but most of us are halfway through the season, apart from those who have had games rearranged. Um, it looks like there's been a lot of points scored around the Midlands, so there should be some good rugby going. And I mean, I know the likes of Lincoln still tag us in stuff on Instagram. Um, there's a lad from Kettering, Rugby Strong. I'm not taking the effort yet to work out what your real name is, um, but your content online is mint. He keeps posting try lights and and proppy stuff which I love. Um so anyone I think looking, I know who that is. Oh you do know? Yeah I think I do yeah. I assumed you would because yeah. uh I don't think he'll be a fan of me. Um definitely not anymore after I just said I can't be bothered to work out what your name is. Um but some of these teams must be playing some good rugby and it must be on VO. So tag us in it if it's being uploaded anyway. <laughs> no, if not, don't bother. Um it's as good as our VO. Is ours not working? It doesn't matter. No, no, ours isn't working, Tom. No, no. no I mean, I've not played. It, do, it's, it doesn't want to film anyone else but me. Um, so that's Doddy Weir. Sad news, sad passing. Um, good to remember him. Eddie Jones not passing. Hopefully, we'll 
move on soon. Past. Not that I want him to die. I want him to go away. Not move on to the afterlife. I don't want him to die. No, he'll he'll do a great job um, somewhere else at some point. He can go fuck up like Namibia rugby or something like that. (laughs) No, no, no. We'll go somewhere like Italy and Italy will beat us in the next Six Nations. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And then Regional 2 Midlands rugby has been sorted. So... That means, by default, it's Midprem next one. Or Regional 1 Midlands, as it's now known. Regional 1 Midlands, which is great, because that will be two weeks before Christmas and the end of the first half of the season. Yeah. Oh, bandit feel. Look, we're good at this. We're at magic, mate. Podcast host now. Magic. We'll have someone on next time. We all do. We were meant to get someone on, but you put an exclamation mark as opposed to a question mark. Yes, there was some uh, <laughs> grammatical confusion in our conversation earlier, wasn't there? And surprisingly, that normally comes from me. Anything yeah. spelling grammatically incorrect is me. So I was pretty sure you were you were contacting the guest, but it doesn't matter. Um, I've been ghosted by them anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we'll have someone next week. Um, and we'll finish on Regional 1 Midlands before we go into the Christmas break. Um, I'm still looking for guests for the new year, which would be good. It'd be good to get some people on from other clubs, like anywhere in the Midlands. We're not we're not picky. We just no. like to we just like to uh, find out a bit more about other people's perceptions and how their club functions. Well, that's, that's not too boring. No, and I. <laughs> I think we're, we're obviously, we, we know what this part of Midlands looks like rugby-wise most of the time. But it'd be good to actually understand a little bit about the West Midlands rugby. Um, and even if you are someone who thinks your club will never feature on here, trust me, you will at some point because we'll have nothing else to talk about. Um, but Phil, before I let you go, have you got, you've not prepared this, have you again? Have you got any wise words? Um Trust your gut. Trust your gut. Apart from if you're me, because we suspect have IBS. So never trust it. <laughs> Always be careful. Always be in the down. toilet. But trust Always. your gut. Don't trust it if you feel like it's going to be okay. It's, <laughs> it's like a volcano. Um, see you next week. Feel by this time next week, England would have been in the, another. We would have beaten um, Senegal, and it's going to be coming home soon so oh, yeah can't wait for that can't wait football is coming home rugby did it this autumn um bye bye